0: a man who I already know has been spending his time in the Minnesota State Legislature grabbing as many classified documents as possible, State Representative Walter Hudson. Good morning, sir.
1: Good morning. Yep, running out the building with papers flying by.
0: <laughs> hey, did you get a chance to ride on uh, on uh, Governor Tim Walz's uh, electric fire truck when he demoed it on Monday?
1: You know, I'll have to go back and check my spam folder, but I might not have gotten an invitation. <laughs>
0: You know it, it, it's tough. I mentioned this yesterday, Walter. I can only imagine what, it, what it's like for you being in the legislature, but it's you know it's difficult from a and difficult's not the right word covering it from a talk radio standpoint because there is sort of a feeling of, of helplessness that I personally have when I'm looking at the DFL moving forward on so many of these of these items you know as part of the you know as part of these benchmark items they're moving forward on before I ask you sort of specificity on a couple of these that are garnering more headlines I'm just curious in the short time that you've been there, have you seen any possibility of peeling off Democrat support from any of these particular issues uh, to where they may not be as cut and dry as a lot of us feel like they're going to be, given the DFL majority?
1: Well, I I certainly think that's a strong possibility. I mean, and we talked about this last week, that for all of their grandstanding and running of victory laps, The political reality is, in spite of the fact that the big headline banner was trifecta, 100% DFL control of state government, many of these elections were won by slim margins, which means that they're vulnerable members who are not going to want to go along with some of the most radical things that their cohort is pushing.
0: Let's start here. This is the one that's been garnering the most headlines this week. Um, I'm curious to get your take on, on which ones you think are, you know, sort of the headlines are matching what you've seen, um, so far, but, uh, as it relates to the, to the paid family leave. Um DFL legislators and Governor Tim Walz want to use a portion of the 17.6 billion estimated budget surplus to jumpstart this program where employees could qualify for up to 12 weeks of paid leave to care for a family member, such as a newborn sick parent, as well as 12 weeks of medical leave if they get sick under the measure that lawmakers are considering. Before we get into some of the nuances, especially how this is going to be paid for by the employees and employer, um, what kind of support do you see? at the moment for the paid family leave program and what are your just general thoughts on this particular plan
1: well the the level of support amongst the democrats is yet to be determined um however i i can tell you within our caucus we have business owners in our caucus and what they are saying is that their businesses are under threat and that they may in fact have to go out of business as a result of this and it's not hard to see why i mean you think 12 weeks of paid vacation. Now, obviously, the job that that person was hired for still needs to be performed in that time. So you're going to have to hire a replacement for them during that period. And it's not necessarily going to be consecutive, right? I mean, somebody can take a week and then come back and then take another week. Um, So you're going to have to coordinate two people for the same job. And whoever the replacement is, you're going to pay them unemployment when you lay them off when the other person comes back. I mean, this, this is just going to be devastating to businesses that very frequently operate on the margins, which, which is to say, despite the, the dominant uh, Democrat fantasy that anybody who's in business is just rolling in a, a Scrooge McDuck and bat of gold, um, businesses are getting by on very slim percentages of profit based upon the revenue and expenses that they're taking in and that's going out. So this is going to be absolutely horrible for Minnesota businesses.
0: Employees and employers would uh, contribute to the program, legislators said. Uh, past cost estimates have suggested a worker earning $50,000 annually would contribute roughly $3 a week, and the employer would also spend about $3 a week, according to the bill's sponsor, Representative Ruth Richardson, uh, DFL out of Mendota Heights. Um, I, I'm curious, and maybe you can help me with this, why, if if this is going to be paid through the employees and employers, um, what would the portion of the budget surplus be used to jumpstart the program? Are they going to try to feed that to the businesses to help shoulder the cost of the onset?
1: Well, I haven't looked at those details, but the bottom line is the money's going to come from you and me, one way yeah. or the other. It's either going to come for, for you and me as business owners or as employees or as taxpayers, and it's all going to be under the coercion of the state. It's not going to be because we chose it. I mean, look, paid family medical leave is a wonderful benefit that employees want and that employers wish they could provide. And the ones who can, the ones who can afford to provide it, offer it because it's a competitive benefit to offer in the marketplace. It's not as though all these businesses that aren't offering it don't do so because they're mean or because they don't like it or because they don't think it's a good idea. They can't afford it. And that's a concept that the Democrats just don't understand Affordability. If you can't, if you don't have the resources to purchase something, buy something, engage in something, do something, you can't do it. That's a reality that you and I have to face every single day. They do not. Because they're operating in fantasy land down in
0: St. Paul. Well, and people still have an opportunity. I mean, people still choose what jobs they're going to take. And they can decide to take particular jobs based off of, you know, what those jobs begin to offer. Where is the, where, where did the, do you know where the push for this is coming from? I mean, who is, where is the, where is the demand for this? It doesn't sound like it's coming from the businesses. I mean, the businesses wanted to do this. They could do that on their own. So where is, where is the push coming from?
1: Well, you would be surprised. There are certain businesses that do want it, and you can, And again, it's not difficult to see why, because it's going to destroy their competition. Uh, Large businesses that can already afford to provide this sort of benefit and who will not be adversely impacted to the same degree as their smaller or medium-sized competition love this idea because it's going to create monopolies in their industries. And that's what this is all about. This is crony capitalism. I hate to even use that term because capitalism is not in play here. But this is cronyism. This is the idea of, you know, using the, the power, the influence of the state to succeed as opposed to providing an actual economic value a benefit that makes people's lives better.
0: Let's shift over uh, to the to the attempts to expand voting access. Uh, Minnesota Democrats were using January 6th. I'm um, saying disinformation about elections has flourished in two years since the deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol. I'm reading from the Star Tribune. Voters anxious about the future of democracy helped propel their party into complete control of the state government. So now um, they're looking at a number of different um, avenues of whether it's automatic voter registration, uh, restoring felon uh, felon voting rights. Um, including the automatic registration from those that are now seventeen, sixteen, and seventeen when they turn uh, when they turn eighteen, so they're trying to dovetail this off of January sixth. Um, You know, and after the abortion issue was used so well during the past midterm election, I could see that many on the left would probably put support behind this based off of that ridiculous argument of January 6th. But give me uh, give me your thoughts uh, and expectations on their attempts to expand this voting access based off of uh, what they've uh, what they've laid out.
1: Well, somebody needs to explain to me how automatic voter registration is an answer to January 6th. Like what's the draw me the connection? there. I don't get it. Um, what this is going to do is is it's going to exacerbate all of the current problems that exist in the system. So I, I think the key thing to hit is that we do not have provisional ballots in the state of Minnesota. And I'm going to say that again because it needs to sink in. We do not have provisional ballots in the state of Minnesota. What that means is every ballot that gets cast gets counted. I'm going to say that again. Every ballot that gets cast gets counted. So if you have automatic voter registration and same day registration, you have just created a situation where there is an unlimited amount of potential duplicate ballots and those ballots are going to be counted. And we are never going to, you know, one of the, the lines that they've always, offered whenever we've raised questions about elections is, well, there's no evidence of voter fraud. Yeah. Well, there's never going to be either because they don't have the means. They're not providing an auditable system. And that's by design.
0: Walter Hudson, before we let you go, anything you want to share in the, uh, in the short time so far uh, from the legislative uh, session about your your experience there at the Capitol so far?
1: Absolutely. There is good news, right? I don't want to, it shouldn't just all be dour. We passed our first bill off the House floor yesterday. It was tax conformity. Doesn't sound particularly sexy, but I assure you it's very important. This is bringing the Minnesota State Tax Code in line with the federal tax code. It's going to save a lot of businesses and individuals tons of time, headache, and stress and money uh, going into the 2023 tax season. So that was done in bipartisan fashion. It is possible for government to function. Hopefully, we can make it function in other ways down the road.
0: Walter Hudson, thank you for the time. Keep up the good work. We will check back in with you um, next week, and good luck, my friend.